everyone, this is Esme with Season 2, Episode 3 of the IDK Cast. It is February 22nd, 2018. Hanging on to that February 22nd, 2018 by the, by the little tips of my fingers. I've been trying to get down here to record all day long, and it's just one of those days that everything goes wrong. You know, it's nice and quiet in the house, and then... You know, cat starts fighting with each other, and a dog's gagging off in the background, and my computer locks up, and I'm like, ah, apparently when I just think I got enough time to carve out to record a show, no, that's not, life doesn't think that's how it's gonna be, you know, so, hey, what can you do? You just sit back, laugh at it, let it roll, so here I am, I got everything to work out. Everybody stopped being obnoxious and annoying, and my computer did its thing, it decided to scan, apparently... You know, just uh, peer back, pull back the curtain on my um, obliviousness on my computer here. Um, though every day I've been this, this kind of spinning because it's under like what I did not know, right? You know, that's what the show's about. Talk about what we know, what we don't know, what we do know. Well, I didn't know that my computer, I had it set up to do a full scan every day at 8 a.m. And all week long I've been complaining. Well, for a very long time I've been complaining. Why is my computer so laggy? Why is it so slow? What's going on? Well, apparently it's because, it, you know, it's doing it at full scan every day for viruses. Had no clue. So I had to adjust that. So, yeah, things you, things you find out that you didn't know, right? So speaking of that, I'm going to get started and talk about something I do know. So why don't we go right there? All right, this is a segment titled, What We Know. So, what I know is, um, I have a pet peeve I want to get off my chest. Yes, I do. You know, sit down, kicking back, watching some TV, you know, and you start to see patterns, start to see similar commercials. I want to know, what is up with these creepy, weird drug commercials? And I'm not talking about the cliche, you know, Oh, you know, you got diarrhea, and if you take this drug called, I don't know, diarrhea away? I don't know. I can't think of anything clever off the top of my head. D-Way, we'll just call that. You take D-Way, you won't have diarrhea. It cures diarrhea in infants and adults and small dogs. But the side effects, you know, is that your colon might fall out, and you might, you know, sprout 28 and a half new teeth you know like that kind of weird stuff like that's creepy enough drug commercials are creepy enough well one of the new type of drug commercials i'm finding is where they are advertising the drug and i've listed two the ones that stand out and every time i see them i shake my head and i go what am i watching how much sense does this really make and one of them it's the prolia commercial and it is for women and it's to help battle against osteoporosis and they have all of these random women like just walking in, in groups together in like um, flannels and and their little hiking outfits and they're just staring off at the sky like they're waiting for the prolia drug to rain down on them and protect them from osteoporosis this is the weirdest thing like if I were directing this commercial I would have like made them I would have made them swimming in a vat of milk and be like, hey, Janice, you don't need to swim in that vat of milk. 
you can just take this little pill called Prolia. It'll help fight against osteoporosis with a high risk of fracture. But no, not, not these guys. Nope, not these guys. They have random groups of women walking in slow motion among big, large redwood trees, and they just stare at a tree, and they stare up at the sky. And I have no idea. I have no idea how the women in the trees in the Prolia osteoporosis drug, I don't know how they all are connected. I, I don't understand. Maybe when I'm at risk for osteoporosis with high risk for fracture, maybe I'll start feeling like walking around wet redwoods and waiting for the Prolia pill to rain down on me. I don't know what they're waiting for. I have no clue. And the other commercial is a TV commercial for hepatitis C and baby boomers. And it shows like 20 men and women in their 50s and 60s wearing like hiking clothes, like press khakis and flannels or hoodies and little bandanas on their heads. And they're like laying in tree branches and looking at trees and standing on the edge of a cliff and staring out and and I'm really having and everything's in slow motion and it, and it doesn't even start with the camera view of like individuals it has like a wide like a a view a panoramic view and you see like like a UFO dropped 20 random humans in the 50s and 60s out in the woods and now they all are forced to walk in slow motion waiting to be cured from their hepatitis C and I'm confused I'm like did they get the hepatitis C from the UFO that dropped them out in the woods uh, or are they waiting for the mothership to come back and pick them back up when they find the cure for I don't know this is such a confusing commercial I'm really boggled by it and I don't know why these commercials are everything's in slow motion there's just random people out in the woods staring at trees and staring at the sky and staring up at cliffs and then when you're looking at the two you're like is hepatitis C and um, osteoporosis like buddies? Why are these people being infected or at risk and they're just out in the wilderness ab abandoned or whatever? And the other commercial that's always boggled me was the Viagra commercials. Like, What's up with the women that lay around on their beds bored out of their minds wearing blue dresses. It's the weirdest thing. I'm like, I get the Viagra pills are blue. They're like, oh, the blue Viagra pill. It's blue, we're gonna put her in a blue dress. But I don't understand like why they just walk around their room in slow motion wearing a blue dress. There's not a man around. So it's like, why are you, uh, are you waiting for the blue pill? Like Captain Blue Pill, come to save the day. And he like busts through your windows and then you have like a, a big escapade for the entire night i'm not i don't understand it it's always some like older older hot looking woman wearing a skimpy blue dress looking all lonesome in her room walking around her room and staring out curtains off a balcony all it's the the weirdest thing whoever is doing these commercials need to stop that's what i do now they need to stop doing these stupid commercials stop it stop it so yeah, that's my pet peeve. All these ridiculous drug commercials. Outside of them just being terrifying. I don't like watching scary movies as it is. These commercials are enough to make me wet myself. So I'm sure there's a, a slow motion video for that too. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But now we're going to move on to our next our next segment of the show. We're going to tell you a little bit of something um, and ask you, did you know? Did you know? 
didn't know that. Did you know that today, February 22nd, but by the time you listen to this, it'll be February 23rd, but February 22nd is National Margarita Day. National Margarita Day. Yes, that is correct. It is known to be the most common tequila-based cocktail served in the United States. The margarita is a cocktail that consists of tequila, triple sec, and lime or lemon juice. One of my favorites. Mm-mm-mm. I got a favorite Mexican restaurant, authentic Mexican food, and I love their big fishbowl margaritas. Not gonna lie. I, I'm not gonna say if they're virgin or not. I think it just doesn't matter when it's National Margarita Day. So yeah, happy National Margarita Day. But since you'll be listening to this on the 23rd of February, I might as well catch you up to what that national holiday is. All right, February 23rd is a doozy and quite quite a little long list. You know, come on, take a break. Yesterday was National Margarita Day. Do we really need to have National Skip the Straw Day the next day? Sometimes you need a straw. Especially when you're salivating from a hangover from having too many margaritas the day before. But yeah, February 23rd is National Skip the Straw Day. And for thousands of years, humans have enjoyed slurping a refreshing beverage through a cylindrical tube, and that is a straw. On the fourth Friday in February, the Coral Keepers ask us to consider a different way on National Skip the Straw Day. So slurp all of your drinks and skip the straw today. And the next uh, national holiday is the National Tile Day, in case you were wondering. February 23rd, National Tile Day recognizes a timeless element of architecture and design. Around the world, tile plays a variety of roles. From the modest to the sublime, tile provides and proves to be versatile and attractive. So, happy National Tile Day. And we're not done. It is also, I like this one. I can get behind this national holiday too. National Banana Bread Day. Hmm. I have a banana fact later on. Blow your banana mind. But right now... Happy National Banana Bread Day. February 23rd is annually recognized as a well-known food holiday, the National Banana Bread Day, a moist, sweet, cake-like quick bread. Banana bread is made with fully ripe mashed bananas. There are some recipes where banana bread is made with yeast when it is then usually sliced, toasted, and spread with butter. It is delicious. And from my personal experience, the uglier the banana, the better the banana bread. That is true. Okay, and then the next one, it is National Dog Biscuit Day. How bizarre. So you can lap up your water without your straw, and you can also get in there with your little four-legged furry friends and celebrate National Dog Biscuit Day. All dog owners, remember that February 23rd is National Dog Biscuit Day. This day is also observed around the world as International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. So man's best friend deserves a special treat, whether it's a reward for good behavior as part of their training or just because we want to show our dogs how much we love them. So happy National Dog Biscuit Day. And to wrap it all up, ooh, I kind of like this one too. Perfect for hangovers from yesterday's National Margarita Day. It is National Toast Day. National Toast Day. Would you believe National Toast Day is February 23rd as well? But it is so very versatile. It carries a multitude of jams, jellies, marmalades, fruits, all that stuff. We could pile all kinds of stuff up on toast. And let's not forget French toast. Delicious. 
I love putting honey and butter on my toast too. That's so good. But so, hey, happy National Toast Day. And now we're going to share some random fun facts. To get us started, I'm going to have to say, did you know if you lifted a kangaroo's tail off the ground that it can't hop? No, I did not know that because I've never been that close to a kangaroo and I really don't think I'd ever give that a try. Did you know that bananas are curved because they grow towards the sun? I did not know that, but it really makes sense. One thing I did not know, and I also don't recommend this for anybody. (laughs) Uh, Did you know that billy goats urinate on their own heads to smell more attractive to females? Hmm, there must be a lot of billy goats that shop at Walmart. Uh, Did you know that the person who invented the frisbee was cremated and then made into a frisbee after he died? I had no idea. And I probably will forget that fact by tomorrow. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next the next segment where we share some stuff that we did not know. And by we, I mean me. All right, we're going to finish the show with the segment what I didn't know. And I did not know that there are Japanese farmers who have invented edible banana skins. Yeah, I did not know that a lot of less people tripping on those banana skins yeah have you actually really ever seen anybody trip on a banana skin like who just walks down the road and tosses it like the cartoons doesn't make sense but there'll be less of those yeah you better believe it uh first apparently there's avocados that have no stones and now we're gonna have bananas with edible skins thanks to a japanese farm that uses what it calls the freeze thaw awakening method Ooh, to grow bananas, I have a softer, digestible peel. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, D&T Farm said that this involved slowly cooling the banana growth cells to negative 60 degrees Celsius, which is negative 70 degrees, 76 degrees Fahrenheit, before thawing them. It, they say that it was created following research conducted by Setsuzo Tanaka, who worked on this for a very long time just as a hobby, And the motivation for its development was the fact that he wanted to eat a banana that was delicious and safe. People can eat the peel because, you know, it's cultivated organically without all the chemicals. And that's one thing I know that we do whenever we get bananas and we just wash them off before we hand them out to their kids and stuff because just don't know where they've been and all the chemicals and stuff that's on the the peels and stuff. So, So this is the result after it's all said and done, is a fruit known as mangi bananas, which roughly translates as incredible bananas. They went on sale this last year in a department store in Okayama, which sits roughly halfway between Kyoto and Hiroshima. The buyers were urged to wait for a little little teeny brown spots to appear on the skin as a sign that the banana was ready to be eaten in its entirety. So that's kind of interesting. Um, it says that the skin is very thin, so there's no really strange texture. And compared to the sweetness of the banana, there isn't much flavor to the skin. So, hmm, I don't know what the real, like, you know, why? Why you'd want to eat it? I don't know. But hey, somebody's working on it and it started as a hobby. So who knew? I did not know. Next, we're going to share a really cool invention I thought was, was pretty neat. It is a little fine film that is made of graphene and it makes filtering dirty water easier than it's ever been. It is a new product and it is makes it possible for people to easily and affordably drink what would be dirty water 
to drink, make it clean, and also potable. So the wonder material technology could be used significantly to be used to significantly boost the availability of clean drinking water around the world. Scientists from Australia's Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization, for short, it is SCIRO, has developed a thin membrane made of graphene, which is also called graphair, which can make dirty water clean enough to drink after just a single pass-through. The team's research was published in Nature Communications. The World Health Organization has compiled some very freaky statistics regarding worldwide access to clean water. According to their data, at least 2 billion people around the world are using drinking water contaminated with feces. That is definitely a no-no in the water world, in the, you know, living a healthy life world. Uh, the consumption of contaminated water can transmit, can transmit all kinds of diseases and viruses and parasites. So in water stressed areas that have also been limited to medical care and, and basic things that we take for granted, something like this is, is revolutionary. Current methods of water filtration are expensive and very time consuming. The graphair doesn't just make it easy to clean the water. It's also said to be very affordable. And the picture that's in the article, it looks like a little patch. Like you get, if you get like inflatable, inner tubes and stuff that you just, you know, patch over a hole. It kind of looks like that, but it's translucent. It looks really neat. One of the material's most desirable properties is that it is hydrophobic, meaning that it repels water. The material was developed to have microscopic nanochannels that allow water molecules through the film that are too small for pollutants comprised of larger molecules to get through. So that makes sense. The end result is very clean, completely clean water samples just after one pass through of the film. That is amazing. So it says that the next steps right now for the team will be to connect with industry partners who can help them scale the graph air up for practical use. They're also looking to conduct field tests for the materials efficiency and how it will interact in real world conditions. So in a press release, lead author Dong Han Seo wouldn't want that first name. All that's needed is heat or the graphene or the membrane filter and a, wa and a very small water pump. We're hoping to commence the field trials in a developing world community next year. If they're able to meet that goal, the graphene could soon become an integral part of the municipal filtration systems while also bringing clean water to most parts of the world which need it. The very, very most, so that's amazing. So keep your eyes on that. I'll put the links to all these fantastic facts and weirdo drug commercials and really cool articles on some new stuff coming at us in the future. I'll put that all in the show notes. And you can find that at theidkcast.podbean.com. And that is Esme, and I am out of here. I hope you have a great day, and be the light. All right, that has been another episode of the IDK cast. If you liked what you have heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a review, all that jazz. You can catch the latest show, binge the older shows, and get your show notes at theidkcast.podbean.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter at theidkcast. Until next episode, take care and be the light. <laughs>